Welcome to the Woodland Sermon Podcast. My name is Thane. I'm the Woodland Online Campus Pastor here, and I'm joined today by Pastor Dan Seaborn. Morning, Pastor. Hey, Thane. Good morning. How are you? Fantastic. How are good. you doing? I'm doing good. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, great question. I wasn't ready for it. Well, <laughs> I, I live in Michigan area, uh, in the Midwest area, obviously, and my goal is to really help marriage and family. I've been uh, doing ministry for around 30 years now, I lead a ministry called Winning at Home, and we give just practical biblical insight for marriages, families at all ages and stages of development, and we do that through radio programs. We do that through written book material, and then I travel and speak, and we have about 30 counselors that mm-hmm. are on site uh, in the Holland area, Zealand area, and also in Tampa Bay, Florida. And so we just do a lot of marriage and family help. And my goal is just to give people simple tools on how to grow in the Lord. That's amazing. So as many of you know, Pastor Dan brought the message this weekend um, and taught on the Temple of the Mount sermon and how we're supposed to respond in seasons of worry, anxiety, and chaos. So in a world, I feel like there's plenty of that going around right now. Uh, how do we best walk this out in our day-to-day lives of finding that peace in those seasons? That's that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I agree with you that one of the reasons I wrote the message, put this message together, is because I feel like we are living in a time of uncertainty and chaos, but it's it's different. It's like, well, I, I know it's uncertain, I know it's chaotic, but, but I don't really know it should be this bad, and, and we mentally are dealing with it. Our phones at Winning at Home ringing off the hook, uh, kids, teenagers— just don't know how to deal with the anxiety and the stress of the things they're going through. And so in the middle of that, I just really felt it was important to speak Jesus' words, not just say, hey, Scripture, you know, a lot of people don't even go to Scripture. But I'm like, hey, let's just go beyond Scripture and actually look at the red letters, if you will, of God's Word and focus on what it is the Lord is looking for in our lives to give us this strength, this security. So first of all, I would just say if you're were a part of today's message, even if you weren't. My whole purpose in this message was to show you that Jesus himself, before he went and did ministry, before he stepped into certain chaotic situations, he would spend a lot of time in prayer himself. Mm, yeah. He would literally go read <laughs> the, the gospel that he was writing yeah. in his own life so that he could be more steady, more secure. And I just believe as parents, you know, one of the things we're trying to help parents see right now is your children are needing security. They're needing peacefulness. They see that in the way you handle situations. Like thing for me, for example, if you'd told me two years ago, that you're going to see a lot of churches split over mask, okay? <laughs> just, just whether or not you wear a mask. I would yeah. have said, what What world am I living in? I, yeah. If we split it, it'll be over whether in the, the inerrancy of Scripture or yeah. something, you know, but huge biblical thing. No, we're splitting over a mask. Yeah. And so in a world that's like that, I'm looking at us all and just saying, how can we be more steady, be more solid? And for me, I'm just trying to help parents see if you get there, if you find your solidness in God, in Jesus, in spending time with him, in sharing time with him, your children are going to see that example. And even the neighbors, the neighbors are going to be, there's something different about you, man. I don't know what it is, but I need that. And so just being that solid person is huge. Yeah, I, I feel like mental health is such a critical. It, it's been, it's kind of come to the forefront yeah, recently. It, has. it really has. Where we've always, I mean, obviously we've always been obsessed with physical health yeah. or, or emotional, but like mental health and emotional stability, we took for granted for so long. Where this long period of isolation and frustration and opposition has really put a lot of wear and tear on people. And when when you talk about how Jesus went to the scriptures when he went to the gospels. I think about as we approach Easter here in just a couple of weeks, yeah. uh, right before the crucifixion, 
he went and said, I'm going to go be with my father. There you go. Because he knew what was coming. He he knew the stress. The And Jesus was not free of stress. No. Nope. Like he carried the weight of what was about to happen, but he knew that he could have peace. And he went and slept and at the foot of his father. Like that's so striking to me that it wasn't just a, oh man, okay, I know what's coming. Let's Let's prepare for impact. It was, no, I'm going to be proactive in this and go sit at the foot of my father. Yeah, he knew it was what would happen inside him. It was a predecision, I call it. You know, Jesus never, you never read any story of Jesus where he went into a situation and he panicked. Yeah. Never, ever, because he predecided how he was going to act. And even standing before Herod, Pilate, you know, the, do you know who I am? You know, they said that to him and he goes, well, actually, you're only what my father in heaven allows you to be. Boom. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was like, <laughs> that was one of the ultimate answers to me. And we need to predecide right now in our society, no matter what comes our way, no matter about the next post, no matter the next thing that we see on social media, I've already decided I'm good because my security is found in my relationship with God. But you're right about mental health. I mean, we have been exposed for who we are. Uh, this pandemic, no matter how you feel about it, it has exposed you one way or the other. And we need to learn from that. We need to be better the next time we face it. Because I, be- I believe we're... You know, I'm I don't I'm not an end times guy. I tell you all that stuff. I, I certainly believe Jesus is coming. I don't know when. Might be a thousand years. Might be tomorrow. But for me, it's more about me getting steady and sure on the inside, so that nothing trips me up. Well, and there's a there's a quiet confidence that comes when you, like you said, when you predecide how you're yeah. going to respond to a situation, you can walk confidently in scary situations. Like, and that's what Jesus did. He walked head on into situations that were not going to be pleasant but he knew who he was and whose he was. Absolutely. And we can bring that down to our own practical lives. I've been doing something, Thane, that um, you'll maybe laugh at, but, but it's it's funny, but it's not funny. So I predecided that with people who are going to get worked up over things that are going on in our society, pick the issue, there's plenty to choose from, that I was going to, if I had conversation with, with those people and they started attacking me one way or the other, that I was actually going to lower my voice to half volume. So like right now as me and you were talking, I would I would actually go to here. Because if you soften, then people don't know how to handle that. Because, you know, they want to get you worked up, et cetera. But if you don't allow, if you predecide, I'm not going to get worked up. Yeah, It kills the whole situation that's coming toward you. And so I would just say in marriage, working with your children. If you have a teenager right now <laughs> and they walk in the house and they drop a bomb on you, if you go to half volume in your response, it almost is, it it, it takes the wind out of their sails. It makes you in charge. It puts you in the leadership position. And, and if you're not, yeah, because if you don't predecide that, like you have to go in knowing that because if you don't, our instinct is to totally. meet intensity with intensity. Absolutely. And you'll the moment you do that, you lose. Totally. And as long as you can understand and see that about yourself. But the average person, you know, take this for example. Um, somebody else walks up to me. I, I got four kids. Well, somebody else's kid walks up to me, tells me the same thing. I don't react the same way. So it's when we predecide. I'm going to treat you as I would treat anyone else. I'm going to work with you. I'm going to understand you. And I think when we do that, we're, we're modeling what Jesus did because He never overreacted. That's so good. I loved your illustration in your sermon too, where you had the the soaked sponge, and you took it out of the bowl, and it just began to drip everywhere. And you use that to kind of tie in how we are to be saturated, I think is the word that you use. That's right. With, with the love of Jesus to wherever we go, it drips. Um, how do we like 
what is the fruit of that? Like, how can we tell that we're living a life that is dripping the saturation of Jesus all around us? That's a, that's such a good question. I, my response would be, we exude patience. We exude self-awareness. We exude the ability to, to be peaceful. It's one thing to say um, you keep the peace. It's another thing to bring the peace. Mm, and so I think when we are saturated, which is what Jesus said, when he said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Right there, the word filled means saturated. When we are soaked with Jesus, um, we drip wherever we go. And in fact, when we're squeezed, we drip even more. And so... I think that modeling that patience and kindness and goodness, all the fruits of the Spirit that we love to say <laughs> we're following, actually come alive in our life. It's challenging. You know, I've learned a lot in this. I tell people all the time, I'm not 30 anymore. I'm 60 now. And at 30, man, I didn't drip a lot. <laughs> I really didn't. I dripped a lot of me. But I would tell you over time, I've learned more patience. I've learned more kindness. I've, I've learned that those things are actually contagious and what pe- make people want to be around you. You know, people wanted to be around Jesus because he was contagious, not because he slammed it down their throat. He loved them. It's like, what? There's something different. Everybody says he's different. He's just different. And that's what we are when we're followers of Jesus. And that difference, especially in a chaotic world, really stands out. Yeah. And I, I love the the discipline aspect of that is you have to start now before before the chaos starts. Like if you wait till you're in the season of stress and anxiety, it's going to be an uphill battle. And that's actually uh, kind of ties into a sermon that I brought, I don't know, it was a couple of weeks, okay. uh, almost a month ago now, where I'm talking about uh, developing a quiet time. Yeah. Because if you don't get to know Jesus when things are good, when things get sideways and when life tests you, you're, you have to create those disciplines early on because then when you do, you're going to have peace. And I use the story of a friend who uh, lost a spouse, but for 15 years before that, they spent time going to Jesus. So when mm. life punched them in the gut, what did they do? They went to Jesus. Yeah. And yeah, I think it was their so built in default. Yeah. Why is it so? I get, I'm flipping the questions on you now, Thane. So you do that message. And why is it so hard for us to spend time with the Lord? <sighs> A lot of it is priority. Our, our focus is shifted in so many different areas that we get easily distracted and we don't see it as a need. In the same way, like no, it, a lot of people do not do take their car to a mechanic before the lights are blinking and the brakes stop. Like we, we're not a maintenance culture yeah. to where we forget that, no, it's important yeah. to go and prioritize this because that's going to keep the lights from coming on and the brakes from going out and the engine from crashing is that time of maintenance where we're going in and saying, hey, and it's not even just a fixing it mentality. It's also relational yeah. because you can't truly know someone. Like uh, this weekend, we, saw, we sang the song, The Blessing. Like God wants to give his children good gifts. But a lot of times I feel, at least in my life, God has held things out in front of me that are gifts, mm. and I'm so distracted by what's happening around me, I completely ignore the things Absolutely. that he's holding out in yeah. front of me. Yeah. So That's good. I was speaking to a bunch of 20-year-olds this week at an event, and I said that to them. I said, if you don't figure out, if you don't master the vertical relationship, you won't figure out the horizontal ones. It, it's just oh, not yeah. possible. you got to master the vertical one. And for me, I was talking to them about that very thing you're talking about. Just invite him into all the spaces of your life, not not just the ones that you go, oh, that's a God space. No, let, let him be in all of them. And that changes things. It does. And it like marriage, I think marriage is one of the most beautiful images that we have of how Christ loved the, loves the church. For sure. Because when I got married, I was like, oh, yeah, I've got a great relationship with God. 
And then I started that first year, I started examining the way I would treat my wife or the Uh things I would say. I was just like, oh, that is not how Christ treated the church. And that is not how, and you can start to see, okay, that vertical, I love that. That vertical relationship really sets the foundation for those horizontal ones. It sure does. So huge. That's so good. Pastor Dan, thank you for being with us this weekend. It was a really, really a blessing to have you with us here today. And uh, thank you for doing this podcast with me and taking a little bit extra time. And so glad that you're able to be with us. So that is all that we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll see you next week for another episode of the Woodland Podcast.